The following program is furnished by K1 International LLC and is responsible for its content. Now, from the fifth floor Cumulus Studios in downtown Dallas, it's time for Inside Real Estate. Here's your host, Michael Krasinga. Good morning, Texas. How we doing out there? Welcome to your Sunday morning Inside Real Estate. Time to get your real estate, politics, sports, entertainment fix in for your weekend. Hope everybody's having a great one out there. Uh, one heck of a drive in this morning. What a lightning show was out there this morning. If you're a photographer and you weren't out there this morning catching some amazing shots, man. Still get out there. Yeah, get out there now. It, what a bizarre sky this morning. I mean, it, it was so weird. It looked like the sun was rising in the west, and then he had all this lightning all around. We, there was even some of that circular lightning. When we were driving in, it was perfectly blue skies right above us, but all around it was lightning to the north, south, and west. And the well, it was all around us. It but was, it, wasn't it? Yes, we saw lightning bolts all all around us. Yeah, pretty wild and crazy. By the way, we've got our our team here. We got a full house uh, with us today. We got Richard over at Goosehead Insurance, who you've just been hearing. We got uh, Philip Sears over at Permapier Foundation Repair. Good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? And then uh, we've also got Perry Cockrell in here, our legal expert and author uh, here in the studio as well today. So we've got an action packed. Uh, show for you today and we're going to get into all those types of things um, as we usually do moving forward the website inside real estate radio.com inside real estate radio.com if you want to talk to us you have questions 888-787-KLIF 888-787-KLIF uh, don't forget our pinterest and all of our uh, social media that you can catch through the website by the way if you're looking to buy or sell real estate invest in real estate at all Give me a call. Go to the website. Reach out to me. We will get you taken care of. And, uh, you know, we're not going to try to sell you uh, any CDs or books. or there's. We're not going to try to sell you some fancy uh, scam plan to invest in real estate. <laughs> You're not going to do the CDs. If you buy this for the low introductory price of 1995. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's just, <laughs> hey, we're just going to provide you with good service on how to invest in real estate, and uh, we'd be happy to help you do that. Um, since we are action-packed today, we're going to head headlong straight into headlines right now and kind of get our fix on what's going on in the world today. And uh, there is a heck of a lot going on out there. Um, we're kind of combied out. Uh, have we ever come across a, an FBI director that just wants to be in the limelight so much? This guy is driving me up a wall. He may be the first since J. Edgar Hoover. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Uh, what else has been going on? Hey, Roger Ailes passed away this past week. And uh, if, you, if you're if you a fan of Laura Ingram's show, and, and I am, I listen to her fairly you know, regularly. She was on point. I tell you, it was oh, maybe Thursday or Friday's show. She was just on fire. She was just rocking and rolling. And, um, you know, she was kind of a, a huge fan of Roger Ailes. Um, they were definitely colleagues. She had been to his house, friends, and just painted a totally different picture of the man. Uh, than what's been on the news lately. Than what's been on the news. And she really kind of, without naming names, she hammered some of those uh, out there that uh, took advantage of what was the situations that were offered as far as, you know, let's attack Ailes. And uh, so if you, you know, didn't catch that, I'd highly recommend 
it was Thursday or Friday's Laura Ingram show. Uh, check it out. You know, go to her website. Check it out. Man, she was on point and uh, just kind of hammered some of those people. She's like, I do not like, you know, when people take advantage of those types of situations. You know, the, you know, help me, help me, help me, and then just oh, stab you in the back. Uh, unbelievable. She was absolutely on point, though. What else is going on out there? Let's, uh, you know, we talked about uh, last week uh, the last man standing deal. We know that um, Century, uh, 20th Century Fox, after six years, um, they were passing over the production costs to ABC if ABC was going to move forward in the show. That's why ABC was dropping it. A lot of people were saying, oh, they're dropping it because it's a conservative show. That That's not really the case. It's all business related. Um, but as we said, probably Netflix or somebody would pick it up. Um, 20th Century has finally said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and shop it instead of just totally letting it die, which we assumed it was going to anyway. I bet you probably Netflix will pick it up. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, like I said last week, I, mean, I never even caught the show until it started getting on Netflix, but I don't see why more shows that do well and ratings don't do that why they just let them die yeah i mean there's so many other options you just you know find a cable channel or netflix some hulu is picking them up as well so uh mark cuban was on the view the other day and of course nobody really watches that show but <laughs> so you get sound bites out of it and so the big sound bite lately from mark cuban who you know he runs his mouth you know nonstop. He flat out said, quote, unquote, Trump is an idiot. And, of course, a lot <laughs> wow. of people, yeah, a lot of people think that. And uh, But uh, he flat out came out and just said it. Uh, so I like uh, Cuban and the fact that he says what's on his mind. At the same time, I, I find him an idiot myself because, uh, you know, for an owner to sit on the sidelines and constantly rant against the referees, you know, of the NBA, uh, you know, and he's done a good job with the Mavericks, but if you can't do well with a top five market NBA team, you shouldn't be an owner anyway. Um, so that's that what's going on with AT and T, you know, uh, the CEO is often outspoken. And, uh, this is the guy who said, you know, you have to retool yourself every two years, uh, because your skills are outdated within two years. Uh, he was at a, uh, federation, uh, conference the other day and he was talking about, uh, tolerance and talking about what they're doing at AT&T to try to bring people together and be cohesive, have a cohesive environment. And he said a couple of things and, and I'm going to kind of go into it. He said, you know, tolerance is, is for cowards. Being tolerant requires nothing from you, but to be quiet and to not make waves. Holding tight to your views and judgments without being challenged. Do not tolerate each other, he said. He said, work hard and move into uncomfortable territory, and then you can understand each other. So basically he's saying, you know, look, let's quit just labeling everybody a racist. You know, let's get beyond this. Oh, everybody's just a racist, and let's talk about real issues. Let's just have a discussion about it. Let's get into uncomfortable territories and talk about things as adults and just instead of just shutting down and saying, oh, you're a racist, yeah, it's just everybody wants to feel like they're right. Yeah, I mean, then you know, it's a discussion ender, right? Yeah, you're racist. Oh, okay. Well, next topic. You know, yep. well, it, it comes back to the same thing that you were talking about with Mark Cuban. It's no matter what you say, half the people are going to agree with you, half of the people are going to disagree with you. Right. And there's not a lot of room where it you, it's open for discussion. It's sure. I hate your view, or you're right on. I'm going to listen to you. Exactly. I think social media it becomes an echo chamber too and people just unfollow or unfriend people that disagree with them and just keep getting reinforcing views that mirror their own 
Yeah, and they just don't delve deep into the topics enough to even understand them, which is frustrating as well. Because if you can't talk about it and you don't know, you don't understand, you know, I'm telling you. He also went back and said, hey, you know, one of these things that we're trying to do is, you know, a strong middle class, you know, starts with a good, civil, peaceful environment and the rule of law. And then he's talking about racial tension as it relates to that. And so I thought these were some great statements by him saying, let's just get past all this. Everybody's just a racist. Let's have real discussions. So I liked I liked what he was saying at that conference the other day. That was the AT, AT&T CEO. Um, at the same time, AT&T workers are going on strike, <laughs> 37,000 of them. However, that's not affecting Texas, uh, the southwest or the southeast. Um, it's representing 36 states and D.C. Um, they're offering 115, like it's like an average range of 115 to 148 in compensation, so, but they're still striking. I mean, that, you know, that's a pretty solid wage. So South- is this how they're retooling themselves? <laughs> I'm guessing so. <laughs> guessing so. Uh, Southwest Airlines CEO Gary Kelly, uh, Gary Kelly said uh, hey, he's worried that the broader society is becoming less civilized, uh, and he wants to uh, you know, work on that. And um, he says you know, what we're experiencing out there is you know, customers and the airlines and, and the workers, you know, we're becoming more coarse as a society. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like, uh, let's become more civil again. I can agree with that. I, I'll go with that. Uh, what else is going on? We've got some uh, commercial real estate topics. Maybe we'll get to those in a little bit. Um, big deal here. Um, U.S. and Saudi Arabia uh, sealing a big, big deal. Uh, $350 billion over 10 years. Um, this is a uh, military-industrial deal. Lockheed's going to benefit greatly out of this. Um, yeah, about 350 billion, 10 years, 110 billion is going to take effect immediately. Um, similar deal, uh, $40 billion investment with Blackstone and Saudi Arabia as well. Uh, Saudi Arabia's uh, sovereign wealth fund, uh, is going to be working with Blackstone, uh, and other, uh, investors to put, uh, 40, uh, into uh, U.S. infrastructure. So we're well, maybe going to get a little bit out of that as well, maybe get get some things done here at home, which would be nice instead of just spending all of our money everywhere else. That'd be a nice change, for Would, sure. Wouldn't it? Uh, SecDef Mattis uh, is excited about Trump's new orders, uh, saying now that he feels like they can annihilate the Islamic State. Um, new Trump orders have allowed SecDef Mattis to uh, uh, relegate control down to the commanders on the ground. And he says, you know, look, no longer will we have slow uh, decision cycles, if I can talk, uh, because Washington, D.C. has to authorize tactical movements on the ground. Uh, He said we can now encircle uh, Islamic State in the various areas that they're in, uh, working more so with local partners and allowing the local partners to also have a little more autonomy to operate, and uh, he's referring to it as the annihilation campaign. Um, he's very concerned about the fact that they'll start these operations and then just leave a sort of wide open doors for them to escape. And he's like, "We're fighting these same guys, city after city <laughs> after city, because we have to literally go to Washington D.C., ask for permission to move our troops over here, to move our troops over here. You know, we can't cover the flanks, we can't encircle them, and." We're allowing escape routes. He's like, what are we even doing this for? You know what I mean? Like, we'll just come in from from this west, and you've got the east and the north and the south, and you can guys just go wherever you want. Just fight us on this west side. Now, he said, we can actually, you know, basically 
execute war appropriately, mm-hmm. uh, go in, attack, destroy, annihilate, and do what you're supposed to do versus just letting all these guys run wild and just you, you end up fighting them in the next the next conflict, the next little city, the next little village. So Sec Def Matt is happy, and when he's happy, I'm happy. I was going to say, that's the most idiotic way of doing things. <laughs> Yeah, it seems, and like I, com- seems like common sense. It, right, isn't it just common sense? I mean, can we just go in and execute war the way we're supposed to do it? I mean, <laughs> we're actually really good at it if hey, we're if we're allowed to. Hey, guys, we're just going to line up. You stay right there. We're gonna, Wait a minute. We'll be right back. I we got to call go this check in. With, with mom on. and dad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, real quickly on sports, uh, stupid article about, you know, why shouldn't Kaepernick come to the Cowboys? I saw this and I was like, oh my Is God. Is this the one about him playing strong safety? No, not that one. Not that one. This was <laughs> this was bringing him in as a backup quarterback. And uh, I said, please, please no. Uh, I think that might be the nail in the coffin of, of many oh, man. Cowboys fans who have just been down and out for so many years. Uh, God, what a career trajectory for that guy. More than likely. I think we don't have football right now. you got to have something to fill the void. <laughs> right. He's probably going to go to Seattle, is my guess. I think he would go to Seattle as a backup. I'm sure he can get hired as a backup somewhere. Yeah, I would think so. He'd be okay as a backup. <laughs> Staying on quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick is now the backup to the uh, Bucks. Jameis Winston. He signed a $3 million deal, uh, $3 million deal one year, uh, maybe up to $5 million with incentives. So Fitzpatrick going over to Tampa Bay. To borrow some ticket lo- uh, lingo, that guy is a spare. <laughs> there you go. Uh, conference finals. Uh, hey, NHL uh, tied two to two. Ottawa and the Penguins over in the West. Nashville leads three to two. Looking solid there. That's uh, your NHL, NBA. Uh, you got the Cavs up two zero. And uh, you got the uh, Warriors killing the Spurs right now, 3-0. So that's what's going on on that side of sports. By the way, hey, next week, tune in with us. I know it's going to be Memorial Day weekend, but uh, I want you to tune in because we've got a special guest, uh, author of Muslim Mafia, uh, Chris Gabbitz, is going to be on the show. And so we're going to talk about his book, uh, Muslim Mafia. And we're also going to talk about, you know, those no-go zones over in Europe. Uh, Sweden's getting now got like something like 65 no-go zones uh, with these Muslim ghettos, the uh, Muslim rape ghettos all over uh, Europe. And so we're going to talk about that. And uh, we're going to talk about the Muslim Brotherhood and their goals to uh, take over the world uh, next week. So catch that episode with us. We're going to be with him um, live on the air. So, hey, folks, we're going to take a short break. Come on back, see in a few. Glad back. Now there's a narrative going on, another one about Flynn. I'm not a fan of Flynn. I think he was a bad guy, but he's right on this particular case. And what the press is saying about him and Donald Trump is absolutely wrong. Glenn Beck, 8 till 11 on News and Information, 570 AM, KLIF. Hey, sales executives, how is your current position treating you and those important to you? Have you hit a ceiling? Are you still having fun while being successful? Have your days become routine? Now, think about the prospect of selling for three of the strongest media brands in DFW. This is local sales manager Steve Holm, and we're looking for a competitive seller to join our successful team. Interested? Email me your resume at steve.holm at cumulus.com. That's steve.holm at cumulus.com. Cumulus is an equal opportunity employer. Living in the DFW area, expansive clay soil and extreme weather conditions play havoc on Holm's foundation. But thankfully, you can turn to Permapure Foundation or 
Repair of Texas, who has successfully repaired over 20,000 properties and counting in the DFW area. With the most trusted tried-and-true foundation repair methods, trust the professional staff of Permapeer Foundation Repair to take care of your property, and most repairs are backed by a lifetime transferable warranty. Mention Inside Real Estate Radio when calling Permapeer at 214-637-1444 or when booking online at permapeer.com for your Inside Real Estate Radio discount. Folks, it's Mike Rizinga here with Inside Real Estate Sports Entertainment on 570 AM KLIF. Did you know that virtually all of us will experience a fall in the bathtub at some point in our life? Well, statistically, it's true. And as we get older, a fall in the bathtub can spell disaster as we just can't recover the same as we did in our younger years. Don't let something as silly and preventable as a bathtub fall put an end to all your special plans you have lined up for your golden years. Invest in a Hydrojet walk-in bathtub. Made in the USA and with the lowest step in the industry, Hydrojet walk-in tubs has your best interest at heart. With no commission sales staff or huge warehouse overhead, they build and sell direct to you, saving you thousands of dollars over their competitors. Call Randy, my friend, and owner of Hydrojet Walk-In Tubs at 855-980-8827 or go to hydrojetwalkintubs.com. You'll be able to speak with Randy directly and make sure to mention you heard about it on the radio. And for you veterans out there, there's a grant available for you to cover the majority of the cost of a walk-in tub, making it darn near free. Call Randy at 855-980-8827 or go to hydrojetwalkintubs.com today. 570 AM. 96.3 HD2. That's where you'll find us. News and information. KLIF. Now back to Inside Real Estate. Here's Mike the Realtor. Howdy, uh, folks. We are back. Mike Rosinga here, your host. InsideRealEstateRadio.com is the website. InsideRealEstateRadio.com is the website. You want to talk to us, 888-787-KLIF. We're going to do a little bit of insurance talk with our good friend over at Goosehead Insurance, Richard Tonica. And, of course, his website, RichardTAgency.com. RichardTAgency.com. Hello, Richard. I don't know about friends. Very good acquaintances, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) A little line from the Lorax, because that's all I watch are kids' movies. But anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, I wanted to talk to you about some myths today uh, concerning your home and your auto insurance. First thing is that you have to have the same carrier to get an auto and home bundle. That's not true. The way we do things, we're going to shop you with over 20, 25 different carriers for your home insurance. And then if for some reason that you're, the home insurance is giving you a great rate, but their auto insurance isn't going to give you a great rate, then we look at the other carriers that we have for your auto insurance. And that's how we bundle you together. You do not have to have the same same carrier for your auto and your home. That's not true with Farmers, Allstate, all the big box guys that it's one policy and it's their home and their auto. If you don't bundle it, you you don't get the auto home. But with me, you're able to do that even though they're not the same carriers. Because I do have some home carriers that don't even offer auto insurance. All they do is specialize in home insurance. And that's how they're able to offer you better rates because they narrowed their focus down into we want this kind of customer, we want this kind of house, and... This is all we're offering it for. And they give great rates for their target customers. Otherwise, it's really apparent (laughs) early (laughs) on which carriers are going to be the best options for each individual. But we still shop everybody for everybody. Uh, And the truth is, is that, you know, you may be better off with one company with auto and another company with with home. You you see it quite a bit. Absolutely. And and most, well, I'd say about half of my customers have different auto carriers than home carriers. It's just something that happens, and 
that's fine. It's whatever's the best option for you is what I'm going to do because that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here to make sure that you have the best policy at the best price. And it doesn't matter what carrier. If if it's carrier A, B, or C this year, fantastic. If it's company D, E, and F next year, fantastic. We move you to one of those. Uh, so you can get that auto home discount without having the same carrier. Second thing is, if you're paying more, you're getting better coverage. There is nothing further from the truth. Uh, <laughs> especially on your home policy, you're looking at a myriad of different things, but there are certain carriers out there. I'm not going to name any names, but they're usually about 50 to 60% higher than everyone else. Just on name recognition. And people pay it every day. And in, to me, it just baffles my mind. But just because you're paying more doesn't mean you're getting more. Right. And uh, there's a lot of companies out there that are membership based and, and they do happen to be a lot of the higher charging uh, companies as well. Yeah. Not, not even that on top of that, they also give you a higher deductible. So with all the carriers, I look at two things really when I'm looking at a house, I'm trying to make sure that your deductible is 1% of your wind and hell. And then I'm also looking at your water coverage and which brings me to the, to my next uh, myth. All water coverage is the same. That is not even close. There are four different types of water coverage. There's sudden and accidental, which everybody knows is a pipe burst. Your, um, your dishwasher, uh, the hose ex explodes and you've got water all over the place. Something like that. That's sudden and accidental. You've got water backup, which is from the sewer. So sewage is coming back into your house. That is all only offered as an endorsement. It isn't automatically put on the policy. For most policies. Uh, so it's going to be a bad day to begin with. Yeah. It's going to be even worse when you find out that you're not covered. And people think that it is just part of it. Yes. You know? And it isn't. Yeah. Uh, then you've got water foundation. So your foundation is constantly moving in this area. And if one of the pipes bursts and you've got, and it's caused by that, that wouldn't be covered under sudden accidental. You're going to have to have water foundation coverage. And so <clears throat> there's going to be a big expense for that. And then the last one is slow leak and leakage. That is when you've got like a hairpin in in your in your pipe and there's just damage upon damage being gone uh, or being done to your house because you have no idea. And it's gently just deteriorating the the whole wall right. and then you don't find out until the whole thing's gone. But a lot of a lot of carriers are going to say no, that's not covered because it was slow leak and they can tell how long that leak has been in in the wall and just deny that claim because of those four because of those things and so making sure that you know what the limitations are or if you don't want the limitations because i'd say 80 percent of carriers out there do not offer the slow leak or if they do offer it you have to have it at the very beginning when you first sign the policy or else you can't add it afterwards because it is it, it, once you find something like that, it is going to be a big ticket uh, claim, and yeah, because it's going to be hidden, and you have no idea how long until it finally, you know, rears its head. Yes, and so you're looking at not only doing the plumbing, but pl replacing rooms or whole sections of of a house, right. and so those are things that uh, some of the some of the myths. Uh, one is that your auto insurance only covers you if you're in an accident at, and it's not your fault or if it is your fault because there are all the different coverages, uh, whether the other person has insurance or not, 
make sure that you have uh, uninsured motorists on your auto insurance because if somebody hits you and you don't have, and they don't have insurance, which let's face it, not everyone out there is driving around with auto insurance. Mm -hmm. But if they hit you and they don't have insurance and all you have is your liability and then comprehensive and collision, it matters where something is paid out of because if it's paid out of comprehensive or collision, that comes back as your fault, especially collision. Whether they had insurance or not, and you, but in order to get your car fixed, you're going to have to go through your insurance. If you only have collision, that shows up as your fault. So uninsured motorists, it, it matters where things are paid out of as to how they see it on the clue report. And the clue report shows that you've had this many claims. This is uh, the determination or what it was paid out of and what it was paid out to kind of determines <laughs> how long it stays on your record. Uh, something that's comprehensive only stays or uh, accidents in uh, comprehensive claims stay on your record for three years. Absolutely not true. Every carrier is a little bit different, but normally it, whether it's an at fault accident or a not at fault accident is going to stay on your record for five years. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's it's there for five years. Something if a tree falls on your car or you got have hell damage or something like that, that's usually three years. But it, it's going to vary from carrier to carrier. Uh, and then red cars are more expensive to to insure. <laughs> and we've all heard that. I grew up hearing that, and I was just like, no, it's not true. It's the person that wants the shiny red car usually has more tickets is the cars more expensive. Yes. Got sports the, got the big engine sports cars are usually a little bit more expensive, uh, depending on the driver. It's really your driving history and the <laughs> red, red cars. <laughs> it's just the fact that the cops love seeing red cars and you're probably going to have more, more tickets because of that. Mm, yeah, pretty much. But it, it's just easy to see. Yeah, because I can't tell you any any customer's color of their car unless they bring it into the to, <laughs> to my office. Other than that, I never see the color or anything else. Uh, <clears throat> your auto insurance is going to pay for stuff that is stolen out of out of your car. That's not true. That comes back to your renters or your homeowners insurance. And so you're looking at your deductible. So before you put in a claim, let's say you've got an iPad that's on your back seat, which please hide your stuff when you're going in somewhere, but uh, that's a whole different story. Um, so somebody breaks into your car, steals an iPad out of the back of your car. It's not worth putting in a claim. I know it, it would make me mad, but any kind of lost... Uh, any lost personal items comes off of your renter's insurance and or your homeowner's insurance. So you're looking at that deductible. Usually on your renter's insurance, you're looking at $500. So my rule of thumb is always it's got to be double my deductible before I put in a claim. Because if it's not, it's really not worth it to not me because my rates are going to go up. And then when you're also looking at a theft claim, you're also looking at no one is going to touch your policy for about two or three years. So a theft claim better be worth it to you. Uh, it, it, yeah, because you're going to be stuck with that provider for a while. Yes, because it, once it happens, it's more more than likely going to happen again. But anything that is stolen or lost out of your car is, is from your homeowner's insurance. And your homeowner's insurance takes 10%. So if you have your personal property or uh, 
with your homeowners is at a hundred thousand or let's say your your homeowners or your renter's insurance has personal property at a hundred thousand dollars. No matter where you are, ten percent of that is personal property wherever you go. So if you're you you go on a trip, you've got ten thousand worth of cover ten thousand dollars worth of coverage for your personal belongings that you're taking on your trip. So let's say you've got all this uh, video equipment or whatever, uh, electronics with you on one of your trips and somebody steals your whole luggage and there's $10,000. Yes. Put that claim in. It's worth it. It's that's what I would do. Yeah, absolutely. But if it's too close, don't do it. Your rates are going to go up. You're going to be stuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. And folks, you know, for look, trust me, you know, Richard's got so many options for you with all the different carriers that he works with. I want you to go to his website give him a call and, and just take a look over all of your policies. He takes care of toys, life, home, auto, everything. Uh, RichardTAgency.com is his website. RichardTAgency.com is his website. Good stuff again, as always, Richard. Thank you so much. Um, hey, folks, we're going to take a short break. We'll see you on the other side. The news never stops, and neither do we. Well, I respect the move, but the entire thing has been a witch hunt, and uh, there is no collusion between certainly myself and my campaign, but I can always speak for myself and the Russians, zero. I think it divides the country. I think we have uh, a very divided country because of that and many other things. Nonstop coverage here. News and information, 570 AM, KLIF. Far from the shores of home, two African-American U.S. Army privates fight for their lives on the battlefield fronts of World War II. The first black war correspondents fight to cover the perspective of the black soldier. The novel A Private War it weaves all this and more into an epic World War II era story of friendship, conflict, religion, and redemption. Get a copy of Private War, a novel by Perry Cockrell today, now available on Amazon.com. And tune in regularly to Inside Real Estate Sundays, 8 to 9 a.m. to hear Perry Cockrell, attorney at law, as he provides expert analysis of the latest and greatest in legal news. You're unique, so why is your mattress one size fits all? It's Joe Pags here talking about Helix Sleep. Helix builds custom mattresses shipped right to your door for hundreds of dollars instead of thousands. Go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions, and they'll build you a mattress made just for you. I went and did it, went to the website, got our Helix mattress, and my wife and I both love it. Shipping is free. You're going to have 100 nights to try it out. Go to helixsleep.com slash talk radio. Get $50 towards your new mattress. helixsleep.com slash talk radio. If you have a timeshare, this time of year, you're probably thinking about those maintenance fees coming due. Hi, I'm Karen Holloway, owner of Lone Star Transfer, located right here in the DFW area. Before you pay your maintenance fees, call us for a free consultation, 972-722-3166. We'll get you out of your timeshare and put a stop to those maintenance fees, guaranteed. 972-722-3166 or LoneStarTransfer.com. KLIF News and Information, 570 AM, 96.3 HD2. Now back to Inside Real Estate. Here's Mike the Realtor. How are we doing, folks? We are back. Inside Real Estate Radio. Mike Krasinga here. InsideRealEstateRadio.com is the website and time to get into a little bit of permapeer foundation repair talk we've got our good friend philip sears here live in studio how we doing philip i'm great mike how are you i'm good i'm good what are we going to talk about today we've got a, there's so much to talk about when it comes to foundation repair because there's so many things that are going on out there people get so scared about it but uh we're going to give them you know the real 411 on it 
Well, since I've been dealing with it a lot lately, uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about the builder's structural warranties. Okay. So just to give you guys a little bit of context, uh, this is a warranty that's issued uh, by usually third-party companies on behalf of home builders. Um, and basically, it's going to it's intended to insure against foundation issues during the first 10 to 12 years of your home. But uh, the reality is that these warranty companies, they stay in business by denying claims. So they're right. a little bit... It's more difficult to deal with them than most people think when they initially get into it. Right. And I was talking to you a little bit before the show. Um, spoke to a realtor uh, who does business with us, and she's got a home that she purchased, three years old, and still under the builder's warranty. But she's seeing some vertical cracks showing up in her brick wall. And she she showed me pictures, and it looked pretty bad. Uh, but it's not foundation-related. It's just a error in the builder's construction. So they just didn't install uh, expansion joints where they should have. And if you don't know what an expansion joint is, basically if you're looking at a house, uh, most often you see these on a long brick wall. Right. Uh, the expansion joint is uh, basically they'll lay the brick, uh, cut a vertical uh, line, uh, a crack in the wall uh, up and down all the way through, and then they use a uh, filler in between. And the, the purpose of that is to allow the wall to flex and move. Uh, because the soils in North Texas are always shifting. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's natural for, you know, us to have movement with our homes, you know, and it's why, you know, we were built out, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, most of DFW was, and those homes mostly did not have expansion joints. It mm -hmm. wasn't a common practice during that time, and so that's why we see so much foundation repair, because we see those brick cracks with those, and it's just over time, the settling gets so extreme, you know, a lot of water management issues we, that we don't deal with. But the newer construction, it's been more common practice to have that expansion joint. And for this home, only being three years old and it not having them uh, is a little bit odd. So, it, it, I mean, I think it goes straight back to the builders. Yeah. Uh, right. And, I mean, Mike, you know this. Let's think about the state of the, uh, the market right now. Yeah. It's low inventory. And there's more people looking for homes than there are homes that are built. Yeah. So there's every incentive in the world for builders to just build as much as they can, as fast as they can. And, you know, as a result, sometimes there's errors in construction that shouldn't happen, but they do. And people get hung out to dry. The homeowners do. Yeah. And something for people to think about as well is, you know, they're starting to look at, you know, existing subdivisions where there are holes already you mm -hmm. know where there's some lots still available they're going in and buying those lots or uh, subdivisions where there's some older homes and they're knocking those down and putting in a new home uh, you got to watch out who's building those homes because you know something like this could happen where look it's a common practice to have that expansion joint you know on on those brick walls now and uh, to prevent some of this and then for some a house just being built not have it that's that's very that's something you want to watch out with and that's why and, and this is just another you know plug for realtors is a lot of people don't use a realtor for their new build and they don't understand that they they can use a realtor oh yeah in fact they should use a Absolutely. realtor you know you don't have any cost to you as a buyer to use a realtor to help you facilitate the process with a builder you know builders some builders you know may say that yeah you don't need one but it's because they're going to try to keep that those dollars and in, the builders write in, those contracts themselves exactly so but it, it's nice to have that realtor help you know look over yeah an advocate the builders for your, for your home buyer yeah for sure. absolutely now um 
just to go kind of go along with that, I mean, we talked about the shifting soils of North Texas. Yeah. Um, the metaphor that I like to use is it's kind of like building your house on top of a sponge. So weather's wet, the soil's going to absorb that moisture and expand. Uh, when it dries out in the summertime, it loses that moisture and it contracts. And that's really the reason we have so many foundation issues. It's uh, it's moisture. Right. It's either a lack of moisture or too much moisture and the way the soil responds to it. So it's uh, it's unfortunate that people buying homes that are three years, five years old, and they're having foundation issues. Uh, but these warranties uh, that builders issue, I mean, there are definite upsides to it. Uh, basically, potentially, you could get your entire home fixed, the foundation fixed, and pay nothing out of pocket. Right. I mean, you're kicked out of your house for three weeks, and it's very invasive yeah. to do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it'll be it'll stay fixed. Because the way these uh, warranty companies pay out their claims, they don't want to have to go in and fix it twice. Right. So what they'll do is pay for a foundation repair company to do a full underpin. And that basically just means a full repair of the house where we put in, go in, uh, go in and put it in piers all around the perimeter of the house. And then we'll do breakouts or tunnel underneath the home and then do interior piers as well, which is why I say it's very invasive, especially if you have to you know, get a jackhammer inside the house, bust right. open the slab and put a up here underneath yeah gonna make um, a mess yeah oh yeah you probably don't want to be around while that's happening yeah be a little traumatic my home <laughs> especially if you got those nice hardwood floors and they're getting ripped up right yeah people don't tend to like that very much um yeah just see that jackhammer in your house debris yeah. flying a little bit scary a little bit yeah um uh, those tunnels too they can, that can be scary too i don't know if I, I see a lot of foundation repair job sites i'm sure most people don't right uh, but they'll get in there these guys, our crew guys, will get in underneath the house with a just a shovel and dig out these tunnels by hand, and that's basically the alternative to getting that jackhammer inside your house and, and right. doing a breakout. Yeah. So when you're doing a breakout, how do you replace the wood, or do you just go to the manufacturer to – how do you do that? So the flooring is going to be replaced under that warranty as well. So basically, uh, if a claim is paid out, they're going to try and get it as close to the original condition – uh, when when the homeowner purchased the house, right. so they'll go ahead and replace the flooring, and basically anything else that gets damaged. Uh, it's just that the the by far the most expensive part of that claim that they're paying out is going to be the foundation repair itself. Right, that repair, yeah. yeah so that, the, if the big thing is if you can get the warranty company to pay for the repair, and if you can get it, then it'll get done and, and should get done right, and then mm-hmm. they've got to put everything back to normal. Now that's a big if, yeah, because. Another thing about those warranty companies, uh, the criteria that they use to judge a foundation in the state of, basically the state of that foundation, is not what a structural engineer would would use. It's actually far and away a more, they're looking for a much more severe problem than an engineer would basically be looking for. So an engineer might recommend, excuse me, uh, an engineer might recommend doing a repair on a home that a warranty company would not. Um, most often you get, you, I mean, I hear this all the time. You'll get a homeowner, uh, file a claim with the warranty company. Uh, they'll come out and do an inspection and then the warranty company will say, you know, it's moving around, but let's keep an eye on it. We'll come back out in six months or a year and see where it is. And uh, to be honest, I think it's kind of a stalling tactic just to kind of wear down people and try and get them to, to maybe not pursue it as, as vigorously as they otherwise would. Yeah. Just push it, push it down the line. For sure. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. That, you know, the the warranty companies, 
obviously they're in in business to make money and 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 they do you know there's some good ones out there and they take care of business they take care of their clients you know but at the same time but you're right you get an engineer out there and the engineer may say it's failing you know but the warranty company almost wants you know beyond a complete and utter failure mm -hmm. you know uh where the house is literally heaving out oh yeah <laughs> up outside of the ground and there's there's definite hot spots as well so just to give you a few examples uh carrollton lewisville Las Colinas is really bad. Uh, West Frisco, actually, like west of the tollway. Done a lot of work out there. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, a lot of it depends on your zip code, the soil type that you have, and, uh, to be honest, price point. Mm -hmm. So, larger homes, more expensive homes tend to be better engineered. So, we don't see as many issues, but, you know, you get your 3-2 ranch style, you know, 1,800 square foot house or maybe a little bit less than that, and we do a lot of work on houses like like that of that size right yeah because your quality level uh absolutely well folks i mean we are starting to see building go up you know throughout the metroplex it's it's far more in the commercial you know and the luxury range but as they're starting to build more middle class homes you know middle to upper class homes you know the ones that are building out and and, and they've been around a while i mean they've got a standard you know that's those are usually fine in most cases but a lot of the ones that are being built that are kind of independent, one-offs here, one-offs there, smaller builders. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of great builders out there, but you got to really watch it. It's just a great point to make sure you use your realtor for a new build because they're going to help you if they're you know worth their salt. They're going to help you go through some of this stuff uh, during the building process and and give you questions, you know, and help you and ask questions of the builder for sure. Uh, for all of your foundation repair folks, you know, if you've got visible cracks in the brick outside, you know, if you, even if you've got visible cracks in your sheetrock and you have questions about that, just questions about it. You know, you guys go out to free consult, you guys come Absolutely. out, you know, if you got those wedge cracks, you know, in, in the foundation or you're, or you're seeing obvious, you know, shifts where, uh, you've got some humps or valleys, uh, anything like that. Permapeer foundation repair, uh, they are the go-to company in all of the state of Texas. Permapeer Foundation Repair. Permapeer.com is their website. Good stuff, Philip. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, folks, we're going to take a short break. We'll see you on the other side. President Trump is on a nine-day, five-city foreign trip that includes a visit to the NATO and G7 summits. We'll follow his journey Monday morning, plus traffic and the latest weather forecast, 5 to 8 a.m. on News and Information in the Morning on 570 KLIF. Living in the DFW area, expansive clay soil and extreme weather conditions play havoc on Homes Foundation. But thankfully, you can turn to Permapeer Foundation Repair of Texas, who has successfully repaired over 20,000 properties and counting in the DFW area. With the most trusted tried-and-true foundation repair methods, trust the professional staff of Permapeer Foundation Repair to take care of your property, and most repairs are backed by a lifetime transferable warranty. Mention Inside Real Estate Radio when calling Permapeer at 214-637-1444 or when booking online at permapeer.com for your Inside Real Estate Radio discount. Folks, it's Mike the Realtor here from Inside Real Estate. And if you're not listing your property with me, bottom line is you're leaving money on the table. There are over 15,000 agents here in the DFW area, most of whom are part-time and do a few deals a year. Do you want to trust them to sell your home? I think not. Call Mike the Realtor, the radio realty expert from Inside Real Estate on 570 AM KLIF. Promise you, you will get to me direct. Go to InsideRealEstateRadio.com. Don't sell your home with just anyone. Go to InsideRealEstateRadio.com and connect with Mike the Realtor. 
The Richard Tonica Insurance Agency in Arlington has nearly unlimited resources when it comes to getting you the best insurance rates and policies for home, auto, and more. As part of the Goosehead Insurance brand, you, the consumer, have the power of choice through the Richard Tonica Insurance Agency network. Richard can quote over 20 A-rated companies to find the best fit for you, the best policy at the best price. Call Richard today at 817-286-2002. It's the Richard Tonica Goosehead Insurance Agency, 817-286-2002. Far from the shores of home, two African-American U.S. Army privates fight for their lives on the battlefronts of World War II. The first black war correspondents fight to cover the perspective of the black soldier. The novel of Private War weaves all this and more into an epic World War II era story of friendship, conflict, religion, and redemption. Get a copy of Private War, a novel by Perry Cockrell today, now available on Amazon.com. And tune in regularly to Inside Real Estate Sundays, 8 to 9 a.m. to hear Perry Cockrell, attorney at law, as he provides expert analysis of the latest and greatest in legal news. KLIF News and Information, still at 570 a.m. And also at 96.3 HD2. Now back to Inside Real Estate. Here's Mike the Realtor. Hey, folks, we are back. InsideRealEstateRadio.com is the website. InsideRealEstateRadio.com is the website. Time to get into our legal analysis segment with our good friend Perry Cockrell, uh, who is author extraordinaire as well. How are we doing, Perry? Doing fine. Thanks, Mike. Nice to see you again. Good to see you again. Let's... Uh, Make sure we got your mic hot. We have his mic hot. You hear me? There nice we go. To see you That's again. better. I'm glad to be back. Good to see you again. And uh, so let's. I know we've been kind of following these uh, couple bills that have, uh, you know, been in the legislature. And so let's kind of get the latest and greatest on those. We've been talking about, uh, you know, boundaries with our neighbors and uh, property owners. And so let's talk about that a little bit. I do want to give an update. I, I'm a little disappointed that these bills are. I'm not certain whether they're going to come out of the legislature, but they do address a real serious problem. I'm sure will be addressed in the next legislative session, and it's just a matter of getting some political muscle behind it and getting it's a it's kind of a low radar issue that's right. been brewing for years, and that is where where you have to be very careful to make sure your boundary line and your fence line is on your boundary line because if somebody moves that fence line over just a little bit six inches or whatever, can be more than that, and leaves it there for more than two years, it might be very difficult for you to have that adjusted, sent back to the right location. In other words, that person can basically take that property from you by claiming that their actions are permanent. Right. And that's that's true even if it's a lease agreement with the landlord and the tenant, like in this one particular case where the landowner just happened to also own the other land, and they leased it out to somebody else and made a lot of money off of the little strip that they took. The landlord was not able to kick the tenant, put the tenant back in the right location because the court held that the suit was barred by the two-year statute of limitations. That's not the case in another suit or another case in uh, Corpus Christi where the court held no that kind of action is under the 10-year adverse possession statute the other suit was an adverse possession case also and they held that it was barred by the two-year statute of limitations but adverse possession is a 10-year statute of limitations so there's some confusion over when you can apply this a two-year statute of limitations. So two legislatures found a bill that would have essentially overruled that case from the Fort Worth Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Was this, The intention was not really to overrule the case, but to 
clarify, clarify which the is, law. Which is needed. Which is the Corpus Christi case, I believe, called it correctly. That, you know, you cannot take somebody's land after two years. There's a three, five, ten-year, 25-year statute of adverse possession. Right. But you can't indirectly do that through the use of another statute that that's not the intention of that statute intention of that statute this particular statute they're using was when you go in and you permanently damage someone's property such as you tear down trees now that's a permanent damage but when you're using somebody's land you can't take that statute and say i get the land because i permanently damaged you even though i'm leasing it from you under the lease and i can't make you comply with the lease and that does not make sense and no yeah this analysis is just not getting into the it's just not getting addressed, and it's not. And I'm not even certain it's quite understood. Um, that one case um, from the Second Court of Appeals was taken all the way to the United States Supreme Court, uh, but they did. They would not hear it. They denied the petition for certiorari on that one. The Texas Supreme Court would not hear it. These two bills. It was. It was Senate Bill 1894, and then House Bill 4153. That would have just clarified the law that that statute does not apply in this particular type of situation but right now it's just an ambiguous conflict in the law and we hope to get it corrected in the next legislative session so. yeah what we need on this is to get maybe some of the larger landowners you know maybe in the state of texas and bring that to their attention you know and the, since they have some lobby power you know uh and uh maybe come at it from that state but you know homeowners and investors who own uh, properties out there, you know, you need to be aware. You need to be aware, especially of what your renters are doing. You know, if you're renting properties, especially that have, uh, maybe it's a small property, but it's on a significant piece of land and you're not paying attention to what's going on on that land, um, this type of thing can happen. You know, two years is a very short time. Very That's short true. term. That's why I, I now ask, I have all clients when they buy property to buy the survey exception. Yes, absolutely. Coverage now, I do, do, always do that under all circumstances. It's yeah. just too dangerous out there. I to, agree. For that. There will be some. The te I'm a part of the uh, member of the Texas Land Title Association, so they've l looked at this bill and they've examined it, and they they are working on another bill that they put a lot of time and effort to get that bill through. And so there wasn't enough time to get this one, but it will be looked at next time. It, it will be examined a lot more. I think over the next two years and what it needed and the bills that were filed had to needed a little bit of correction in them. And it was, it's difficult after a bill's filed to get it corrected. You can correct it at a hearing, hearing of the, at the committee level, but these never got a vote so far in the committee level. And they're, they're going to have to be amended a little bit anyway. So I don't see anything happening with these. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think there's some, some education process, I think, you know, with them understanding, you know, the, the implications of what's going on with this. Uh, but, of course, you know, bathroom bills are so much more important than <laughs> real estate. <bills>. Right. <laughs> but let's get into uh, let's talk about the, the new book. And I'd like to start with, you know, by the way, folks, you know, A Private War, the first novel is out in a multi-part series. You can buy it in its entirety uh, or you can buy it in the series and it's on Amazon. But we now have uh, A Private War Part 2, which is out, which is the sequel. And so I'd like to start um, briefly with, you know, the, the synopsis of the first book. The and first, then, then let's move into the second one. That's good. I do need, need to bring you up today. As you know, about a year ago on this show, I talked about the first book. And 
and was asked today by Richard, how did you come up with writing that? Well, I Googled my name, and my name came under uh, afro.com, and I wanted to know why my name was there, and it was because it was a private Perry Cockrell who served in World War II in France, and he was interviewed by a black journalist, the first black journalist to cover World War II. So from there, I created a story. And I followed the journalist's life covering World War II, and then I created fictional characters of two African-Americans from Alabama that went and fought in the war, and he eventually meets them and covers them. Uh, one of them's family tragically injured or died in a house fire, which was uncertain who caused that, one or the other. And um, then during the war, one of them accidentally shoots the other, and the, the other dies. The JAG investigation is taken on that, and the JAG officer believes that the soldier wasn't an accident. So he, they prosecute him, and he gets convicted. And then I don't want to tell you what happens on, on that. Right. The rest of the book. The rest of the book. The second book. Now this journalist comes and takes his soldier, and he comes back to Birmingham, and he goes to work for the newspaper. So it has all the same characters, and they cover the year 1948, which is the Truman Dewey election. So okay. I had to research what happened in 1948. Now, in the first book, I did not discuss racism, although that was a that was an issue during the war. But the second book, I do discuss. I get into racism, and this soldier is uh, basically suffering from post traumatic stress syndrome and believes he was prosecuted because of his race, and so he investigates racism. And in 1948, racism was a serious problem. Right, the Ku Klux Klan had in had two times had interfered with. Negro uh, Girl Scouts integrating with whites in, in just a camp setting, mm -hmm. and it was terrible things like that. I was shocked when I read the newspapers, and so I had I fictionalized versions of that. So the press is taking on the Klan to bring them down. The FBI is trying to bring down the Klan in this book, and then and then it has, and the characters are just intermingled in this story, and and they're covering the Dewey election at the same time, and this soldier is dealing with his you know, what, what you would see after a war. Right. And so, and typically what he thinks about, he dreams about is in the book. For example, he, he thought about president Andrew Johnson. You know, that's not a president you write books about much. Right. In exactly. A novel, but you know, everybody <laughs> knows the Lincoln stories. So I had to investigate Andrew Johnson reading a couple of books. And so I have this young reporter who wants to learn how to interview and he dreams that he interviews Andrew Johnson in his office. Now, Andrew Johnson was a racist president, and so he wants to explore why, what makes this person like this. Like that, yeah. And so now this book is satirical, and it's it's a comedy in at part. So remember when Obama was interviewed by the reporter that, and he asked him, uh, "What were you surprised about? What were you troubled about? What were you enchanted about? And what were you humbled?" <laughs> So, <laughs> right. so I take that, and he's interviewing Andrew Johnson now in his dreams, and he's in the Oval Office interviewing this very racist president. And right. he asked him, what, uh, <laughs> what were you surprised about? What were you enchanted about? What were you humbled about? Anyway, there's some comedy in the book. It uh, involves a play at the church where they put on, and they want to get the young soldier out of the doldrum. So his wife puts him, they put him in a play. But the play, and the play is, is a real book written by Napoleon Bonaparte. And they put music to it. So they put this musical play on at their church. And it's designed to bring him out of 
his, what he's going through. But with the PTSD, yeah, right. But the play, the lines in the play mimic what he's going through. Like he has, he has this anger towards this prosecutor for prosecuting for a crime that he didn't commit at all. And so he's dealing with trying to forgive. Then it has the the sisters. Remember the religious, the Catholic Church rescued this soldier in the first book. So they have renovated a home and they're putting on this camp for the, the Girl Scout, the Negro Girl Scouts. And so it comes to a final climatic conclusion involving the Klan and efforts to deal with racism and his anger towards his prosecution. And it has a fiery climax in the book, which I don't want to reveal, but yeah, absolutely. So well, folks, I mean, I would highly recommend. Look, if you haven't read *A Private War* Part One, go out, grab that one. You can grab it in its full entirety, or grab it in the series, which are you know uh, the bite-sized versions, and you can get those and read those along the way, and then move on to *A Private War* Part Two. You know, this is a World War II era story and covers a, a very unique topic, um, and, and just. There was a lot of unique things going on between, you know, the white soldiers and the black soldiers during that time. And then if you bring in the press into it as well, it's just a unique dynamic. And so there's this is a story you just don't see out there. And so it's so original and unique. So I highly recommend go out there, grab, grab a private war and then move on to part two, which is now out and go to Amazon.com. And of course, uh, if you want to catch up with Perry, his website, PerryJCockrell.com, PerryJCockrell.com. And uh, folks, good stuff. Great show today. Hey, we are back next week live, 8 to 9 in the morning. Even though it's Memorial Weekend, we will be here live. And 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 we will be here live.